my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. All right, Marketing School listeners, this is a 20 to 30 minute segment of a full interview I've done with an amazing founder, entrepreneur, creative, visionary. You're going to get a ton of insights from this. And if you want to listen to the entire thing, go search for Leveling Up with Eric Sue. That's the entire podcast that you're going to find. So you get 20 to 30 minutes here. And if you want the whole thing, you can just search for Leveling Up with Eric Sue. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. Tell us about how you go to therapy and you talk about Alex Ramosi. This is how it's starting. Wow. <laughs> For everyone out there, when we, we look at other people and we get jealous or we get envious and, you know, with Hermosi and, and some of the other people, you see them like, oh man, I'm doing just as good, and, but they're doing better than me. And so I went to my therapist, Dr. Larry Resnick, shout out Dr. Resnick. He's like, now uh, what is it that you don't have? What is it that you want that you don't have? And it was an interesting moment to reflect back on my own life and my own, you know, YouTube videos and my relationship and my work. It was nothing. And that's an interesting kind of moment for all of us out there. When we look at others, it's good. It's good to be jealous. Jealous is good because it's a direction of, do I actually want that or not? Do I actually like that or not? But then the moment is coming back into yourself and it's like, do you have the things you want? Are you doing the things you want? Because the, the reality with it is that there's no amount of views that'll make you ever feel good. Like if I finally get a million, you, you will feel good getting a million. That is true. A million dollars. <laughs> But there's never amount of views or never amount of external things that finally make you feel good internally. And so it's coming back to how do I feel good and grounded internally? And so that was a, that was a $200, thank you, Dr. Resnick, lesson, uh, just coming back to myself. So you, I think the key takeaway here is you realize that you have enough. Yeah. And you're just enjoying the journey now. Yeah. And I, and I think it's fine for us to be jealous. It's cool to, to see other people living a life and say, do I like that haircut? Do I want to be doing those things? What is it about what they're doing I can learn for myself? And... Sometimes also going into it, like calling the person or reaching out to the person or being nice to the person and trying to understand maybe some of your, your envies or jealousies. You had a, and we, we can move on from this topic right after, but there was a tweet where I, I was like, um, you, you tweeted about him as well. So like, um, I thought he was going to respond. I thought it was going to become this flame war, but uh, it, didn't, it didn't materialize. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I will say it. I, I like learning from people I can see their businesses. 
I like learning from Andrew Chen. He's one of my best friends. He works at A16Z. My marketing mentor, and this is a, a cheat code for everyone out there, is you can get these elite mentors, 10,000 hour people for a thousand bucks an hour or less. It's Moody Glasgow. He is the CMO of Zapier, CMO of Glassdoor. He was the e, uh, VP of marketing at EA. Like we have Rajatish Mukherjee, who is the GM of Indeed. Like these guys work at real businesses you can see. That's who I want to learn from. And so when I see people out there that are like, yeah, I have $200 million business. I'm like, okay, show me the business. Oh, you can't show anything? You can't tell me anything? You just talk about something? I don't believe you. Mm. And I've seen a business that Hermosi bought, who sold or bought. It's called Allen. It's like an SMS tool. And it's pretty much dead. So I am curious, these like $100 million businesses that no one else can see or experience. And so I think for everyone out there, it doesn't mean the advice is not good, but it means like just be mindful and, and thoughtful about who you want to actually learn from. And I like learning from, you know, women. I just literally was on a, a Slack message with Jenny Bloom. She's our CFO mm. advisor. She's the former CFO of MailChimp. Mm. I'm learning from people that like our company, this is how everybody in our company gets a, uh, an elite advisor that we pay for. Yeah, And those are the people that, that I admire, that I want to learn from. And so I, it's only just for a lot of other people say, oh, I, uh, he's so interesting. It's like, okay, what's the business? I think there's a couple of takeaways there. One, one is like question everything. Two is like, you're coming from a place of, of curiosity, but also like you're also creating content at the same time, right? It's like, it might, that tweet might, have, might or might not have taken off um, in a different context. Who knows? Yeah, I was just expecting him to be able to prove it. Like you're talking about worth $100 million, which is a lot of money. And if you said, hey, I'm actually only worth 10, which I think is what he's worth, no one's going to listen to you. Mm. And so when you're claiming something that, that extreme, you need to prove it. Yeah. Like you can go, I can show you my Stripe right now and show you AppSumo revenue. I can show you our PayPal account. I can show you this stuff. You can go to our business. And so when I'm talking about what it's like to run a $100 million business or work directly for Zuckerberg, I can show you. And it's not... It's not that anymore I need to prove against him. It's just like, I think people need to just double check who they're learning from and think about it. Right. Nice socks, by the way. Um, so going to coaches, by the way. So actually, Neil and I, we, um, so he, he tweeted something last week and, sorry, posted. Uh, he posted something last week and he's like, you know, I think hiring coaches is one of the like Dumbest worst thing. use of things, worst use of money ever, right? And Mike Maples responds, all these people respond. And I'm just like, dude, he's like, he's like, has your coach helped you make money? Blah, blah, blah. And so we, we started going at it a little bit. And then I actually copied you. We have some coaches for people on our team and we're paying 500, maybe 750 an hour or whatever. And it's like such a level up. And then Neil's like, no, with no coaches. I'd just pr rather just hire people that have been there, done that. But I think that's like, there's like, you can do both, right? My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. 
The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hiring the people that have been there, done that, are generally overpriced and not available. Right? And a lot of them actually haven't done it. They're just at the company. And so what I found is, is the AppSumo.com way is we hire people that are hungry and a, a little bit more younger or a little bit more available to get. And they're just excited to be a part of AppSumo. And then we pair them with one of these elite advisors. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways of eating at a restaurant. There's a lot of restaurants out there. For my restaurant with AppSumo and how we like to operate is we can now pay 10,000 hour people, 1,000 an hour, 500 an hour, and we get cheat codes. So we have elite advisors in all these different areas. Maybe it works for Neil without it. Uh, but like I have a CEO coach from Reboot.io. Yeah. Dan Wait, Putt. who do you have? Oh, you have Dan. Yeah. I, I have Jerry. Oh, you have Jerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a game changer because if you try to hire these people full time, yeah. I think Moody, who's a CMO advisor, I can't tell you his hourly, but I think it'd be about a million dollars a year just to hire him. Wow. Like minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. I mean, if you, this is a Silicon Valley elite person. And so you can actually be able to get advice from him. He's been coaching me about how we're hiring people. Like he even had a great question last week. Someone was talking about different marketing strategies we can do. And he asked the person, he said, hey, are you going to bet your career on this? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, will you bet your career on this idea? And the person's like, no. He's like, well, we're not doing it. I was like, oh, that's a good question. Wow. And that was just one little question that he kind of said in passing. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, maybe it works for Neil, but if you look at literally every business out there, if you look at every professional athlete out there, they all have coaches. It's really hard to see yourself without a mirror. Like even Zuckerberg, when I worked at Facebook, just 24 years old, and we're all, you know, super cocky 24-year-olds. And I remember sitting, you know, I, I reported to him. He sat on his desk, and he had this, like, old lady next to him. And I was like, Zuck, you're the man. You know everything. What do you need her for? He's like, oh, I need a coach. And that was his business coach. Yeah. And it's kind of insane that you think about him, too. He had all these. He had Peter Thiel. He had all the guys from, um, not Benchmark. I think Benchmark, one of these different. He had a lot of elite advisors around him. Do you remember the the, the trillion-dollar coach, what his name is? Bill Campbell. Bill Campbell, yeah. So he coached, what, Steve Jobs, Larry Page, Eric Schmidt, right? <laughs> so, yeah, Neil is the one outlier. You yeah. know, look, here's the thing. Even coming back to Hermosi or Neil, like, it can work for other people. Like, if yeah. you learn from them and it works for you, great, do yeah. that. Dude, this that's what, what I learned as we get older. It's like, dude, we have our own way, and it's like whatever works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to go a little more into the coach coaching piece because I, I think it's super Please. smart. Like, you don't need $500 or $1,000 per hour. Like, you can start smaller, too. But I guess for you, like, what's the framework right now? How many coaches do you have? How many coaches do you have for your team? How how often are you meeting them? Yeah. So I have I have a CEO coach, which is Dan Putt from Reboot.io. And you can also listen to their podcast for free. And so I'll meet with Dan once a month. And then I also meet with him and my COO because we were having some relationship issues about how we were working together. And so having a coach there provided a space where like we've blown up at each other. And Dan's like, all right, let's bring it back. Let's try to get aligned. For instance, last week with with them, it was interesting to say, all right, Alona, she's amazing. She's the CEO of AppSumo. It was like, if I went away for a year, 
how would 2024 end? And we were both looking at each other like, we have no idea. We have a goal and we have some objectives, but are we very clear that if I left for a year, you know what to do in the business? And so it was like, no, we don't. Okay, great. Great opportunity that Dan created the framework for us to be able to talk about that. Mm. I have Eamon Al-Abdullah. He's a former CEO, you know, yeah. he's a yeah. friend of yours. Yeah. Uh, he's the former CEO of AppSumo. I meet with Eamon three times a month. And so Eamon provides a lot more structure, a lot more consistency, a lot more, um, you know, thoughtfulness is just in a very patient way. He's not a hyper growth. Like we need a 10 X tomorrow. It's like, let's, let's 10 X over the next 10 years. He, he aims for the singles, not the home runs. And dude, the home, these singles win games. Yep. Like, and that's, so with Eamon, a lot of times I'm coming, for instance, with AppSumo.com, we created AppSumo Originals, which is our, you know, our Amazon basics. It's, it's low priced alternative options for entrepreneurial tools. So Calendly is 20 bucks a month. Our tidycal.com, $29 for life. Mm. Or there's MailChimp, which is whatever a month. We have sendfox.com, which is 49 bucks for life. And so went to Eamon and I said, all right, I'm going to take the originals team and we're going to start a new project. We're going to create a DocuSign alternative and we're going to create a Loom alternative. He's like, all right, well, hold on a second now. How's tidycal doing? I'm like, dude, tidycal is like, it's doing insane. It's going yeah. great. Yeah. That's, that's why we should like move on to a new thing because it's already doing great. We should move on to a new thing. He's like, okay, so this is doing great and you want to move on to something else? I was like, oh, I see what you're doing there. And so that's coaching. That's, you know, sometimes you, you do need another person to provide accountability or provide support or provide an, a, a different point of view that you're not seeing. So that was with Eamon and we're meeting him three times a week. Um, and then every single person on the leadership team has their own elite advisor. And so the idea there is that it was, it was nice to be hire people that want to be a part of AppSumo. So Sean, who's our head of revenue, he started as our junior salesperson, mm. the most junior in the entire company six years ago. And now he runs an $80 million business. And so for him to be able to do that, we even we invest. So right now he has, do you know Outdoorsy? Yeah. We used to work with him. Oh wow. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, Colin Gardner, the CEO CRO of Outdoorsy is his advisor. Nice. Um we also hired the CRO of MindBody Online. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we've hired these people for Sean, uh, for our people team. So Anna runs our people team. We've hired the chief people officer of Duolingo. Okay. So Christine, she's amazing. And what's like the rough range for these hourly? Almost every person is between two fifty and one thousand an hour. Okay. And so right. taking a step back, people yeah. are like, "Well, I don't have, I don't have lots of money." Okay. Can you get them for a hundred bucks an hour? Yeah. And the, and the reality is, yeah, most people, even if you say, "Hey, this is the the easy way to approach it," hey, can I pay you an hourly just to talk with you? And just even offering more people will actually say yes to you. Like I get messages literally, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 100 a day sometimes. Hey, can I talk to you? And a very few will do something different if it's money or if it's some effort. Yeah. And so, and a lot of these people, I don't have some crazy network that I just like, hey, I know you because of, I worked at MailChimp. No, I go on LinkedIn, I look for referrals and I email for referrals. It's almost never cold. Um, and it's just working backwards from who did it, worked at a company that did the thing that I can learn from. So Moody, we saw that Zapier, which is a SaaS product, super big. We saw that he was their CMO. So we hit him up cold. And we said, hey, can we pay you a lot of money to come and talk with us? And he said, no. And then we persisted. And they said, yes. And now it's been a year of working with them. And I would say our marketing is 180 because of working with him. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of these people that are high performers, there aren't many people, like, it's like less than a percent that reach out to ask for coaching, probably a fraction of a percent. Yeah. And it's such a high leverage thing to do. And I think to your point, like, people that reach out to you, what stands out more? Them offering you money or them, like, making effort? Either one, it doesn't, it, it really separate. It could be even a compliment. I think the easiest way to connect with anyone, one of my marketing strategies that I've used at mint.com, I use at appsuma.com, I'm using a million dollar weekend, is connecting with pre-fluencers. So, so a pre-fluencer is someone who's gonna be popular. Mm. And they're available. 
they're all out there and no one's really talking to them because people are thinking, I need to talk to the people who have the attention. Get the ones who have attention and great audiences and you can kind of bet that there's a future for them. It's like Ali Abdal, we were talking yep. about him before. I connected with him three years ago when he was a pretty small channel, maybe a few hundred thousand, maybe tens yeah. of thousands. And that, that created a relationship and friendship that we can work to today. So I would try to find people that are up and coming because it's a lot easier to get a hold of them. You know, it, I think there's, um, you have to have a knack for seeing it. And, and like, I guess, how do you identify the prefluencers? Yeah. So it depends on the specific context and whatever your business is. So for, let's take mint.com. I was looking at who, there wasn't as much, there wasn't Twitter. This is 2007. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't really much of a Twitter audience, but I was looking at whose blogs are in personal finance that I'm reading that are not CNBC, that are not Jim Cramer. And so it was like Jim from bargaineering.org. Uh, it was like this guy named Viet from uh, Stop <laughs> Buying Crap. Yeah. You know him? No. Oh, okay. So just different people. And, and what I'm looking for specifically is engagement. So now with Million Dollar Weekend, uh, I'm looking for people, basically three categories, entrepreneurship, real estate, personal finance. So people that their audiences want to make money or get their own freedom. Yeah. And so I'm looking for people that generally have 10,000 subscribers. It could be plus or minus around that, but they have high engagement. So when you go to their videos, when you go to their tweets, when you go on Instagram, when you go on TikTok, when I go on Goodreads, when I go on LinkedIn, this is what our team has done. I'm looking for people that maybe don't, aren't the most popular, but they have, there's a lot of comments, there's a lot of engagement with their content. So as I connect with them and I can help them out or they can help me out, there's a good relationship that, that happens in the future. Right. And are you doing that? It sounds like you have a team reaching out to these people. Like, how does that setup look? Yeah. So for, let's take the Million Dollar Week in Marketing, which has been, it's been really fun. Yeah. I, I like reaching out myself if I just like someone. I don't need a team or anyone to go do it. If I see someone doing something interesting... Uh, like Danny Miranda, this is a guy that's oh, yeah, not, pretty, yeah, yeah. not popular in podcasts. So you can, that, that's a good example of a guy that's rising. I met Danny, I was his, I think, first podcast. Really? Yeah, one of his first podcasts. And it was just, he had a lot of heart. He put an effort in his message. And I was like, okay, come over to my house and let's do a show. Was he Austin-based? Uh, I think he flew to Austin. Okay, wow. For yeah. that. And so, yeah, it's, it's just identifying people that I find interesting. It, it, there's not necessarily even a secret to that. It's just, is there anybody that's doing something you're like, okay, that's interesting. For example, another guy on our team, this guy's named Jay Yang. Jay Yang is 17, lives at home with his parents. I thought he was in college. I was like, are you in the dorms? He's like, no, I'm in my room. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> he's 17, but the guy is just crushing on Twitter. Like yeah. he's just putting out really great content. I just followed him. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know he so was 17. He, he that's runs, crazy. He runs our social media now. Wow. And so we're paying, yeah. And so he runs uh, my Twitter, yeah. Instagram, and LinkedIn. And that was because we saw him early, Jeremy on our, our YouTube team saw him and just connecting with interesting people. Like, just say thank you. Just say good content. It doesn't have to be a big like, well, I've got to message them because I'm doing some tricky transaction. No, just be like, I like what you're doing. And then that potentially could be something in the future. Got it. So I want to talk about the business to set us up for the book. So we'll go business, then then book. So tell us, for those that don't know about your business, because a lot of people now, you got a million subs on, on YouTube. They probably see you as a YouTuber. But to me, you're a business creator, and you're more business than creator in my yeah. mind. And I think there's going to be a lot more business creators coming. We can talk about that later. But sure. tell us about the business and uh, how it's doing today. Yeah, I mean, I didn't come from I'm a creator trying to sell a book or trying to sell a course or I have a business and that that pays for the content creation, which I just like doing. And I've done it for yep. 23 years. I like being public. I like putting myself out there. I like attention, I like helping. And, um, you know, you know, the backstory is number 30 at Facebook, number four and help start mint.com. Mm -hmm. And then I've started and failed so many different businesses over uh, the past know, 15 years, a lot of different million dollar businesses, a lot of different failures. Uh, and about 13 years ago, I started AppSumo.com for 50 bucks in a weekend 
which the idea was, can I promote software deals online? Very similar to Groupon. Uh, and it's, it's evolved since then. And so for 50 bucks in a weekend, I was able to validate a business that today will do around $80 million this year. Got it. What are... Here's here's a funny story with with, with AppSumo. Most people don't know this, but um, I shared this with you before. I was working at a company, and I, we ran an AppSumo deal, and it was the Ooh. best deal ever. And I got in so much trouble. Did you get fired for that? No, no, no. I like the ev- the CTO was like, "You just ruined everyone's week." And then because I, I didn't tell anybody, right? Um, but then Chamath reaches out to me. He's like, "Hey, man, everyone makes mistakes. You know, it, it just matters that you keep moving forward or something wow, like that." Wow, but that um, was you. I forgot about that. Yeah, but it was it was good. It was good for you guys. It was good for us too. It was the it was the design website. The design. Yeah, coaching. we we taught people how to do web design coding and i think we did a couple hundred thousand dollars in sales so like huge deal that was so cool yeah i mean for for taking a backstory AppSumo, the original i I think for people out there that want their own business and i think everyone should be a millionaire everyone should be rich it's awesome with AppSumo, what i noticed is that all these different things i worked on like i did marketing at mint i did product management at facebook i did payments for facebook games like Mm -hmm. i worked for mark pincus and farmville all this stuff and i just noticed that i enjoyed marketing more people need customers and there's going to be more software in the world. And this was years ago. And so I was like, how do I test that out? And so that's what AppSumo is. It's like we go find awesome software deals, get a, offer awesome software products, get a deal, and then promote it. And our tools are specifically for solopreneurs. So small businesses, one through four, you can go to AppSumo.com and get you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks, like tools for life, mm-hmm. instead of paying monthly subscriptions. Got it. Do you see a path or do you, do you see it being capped at the 80 or do you see like a path to like double, triple? I'm just curious as, as to how big it can become. If you even want it to become big or so literally what's crazy is across the street, we're here in Wishful Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, across the street, 14 years ago, I met with my mentor and he was not my mentor anymore. And <laughs> I was like, Hey, I'm going to start this deal site for software. And he's like, that's not going to work. And there's only a few software products. So I don't even know why you're going to do it. And that was literally across the street here. We Did you go right. to UCLA? No, I went to Cal. Okay. UC Berkeley. Got it. And That's so right. it's, it was a good reminder for everyone out there that there's, it's not that he was trying to hate on me. It was just like, I don't know if this is going to work. Mm. So go do it. Start right now and see if people will buy these things. And it was, it's been great. You know, we, in, in Million Dollar Weekend, we'll get to it. It's like, are you picking the right market? Got it. At the end of the day. And, and the market got so much bigger that we were just around and it's done well. And with AppSumo, I, I think one of the caveats is my goal is not to grow a bigger company. I know that sounds kind of true. My goal is I don't care to be a billionaire. I'm already rich enough. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm already living an awesome life. Yeah. I don't care to have, just have more. And I think that's a Silicon Valley problem. I want more subs. I want more money. I want more. It's like I've got a, enough and it's great already. And so with AppSumo, right now our, our main goal moving into the future is how do we promote more software tools? So there's a lot of software creators around the world. There's, uh, I was talking with Amit Gupta who created a, a writing tool there's just all these amazing tools out there, but we can only promote someone who will do a lifetime deal on AppSumo. Mm. So that's a limited amount of, that's literally of all the software tools for small business owners, which is the only thing we care about. That's like maybe 5% of the market. So how do we help tools that are getting started? And then how do we help tools that are getting going? Like you're already, you're already developed as a software tool for small businesses. So right now in the next, few, next three years, we have a three-year plan. How do we help the top of the funnel get started? Like, hey, get discovered. And then once you're already going, how do we help you distribute even more yourself? Yep. So... Do I think it's going to grow a lot more? Yeah. But our, our growth, this is counterintuitive for people out there. We're trying to grow slower. So our growth goal next year is 7%. And most people are like, Silicon Valley is like, you're not 2X. It's like Andrew Chen, I love my buddy. Yeah. I love him. But he's like, if you're not 2X and you're failing, right? He's, he's my tiger. It's very mom. Asian thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Andrew. And he's, he's one of the reasons we are where we are. Yeah. You know, he's coached me and, and been a great advisor and, and one of my best friends for many years. 
But what I've noticed in, in our success is longevity and sustainability is a superpower. I think that's becoming more of a theme too, because Ali Abdal, who we just talked about, he's got this whole, he's got his book coming out, Feel Good Productivity, right? It's like, does the business feel good too? It's like, it doesn't have to be all this. I mean, people in Silicon Valley, their incentives are to keep pushing double, was it triple, triple, double, double, double or something? Yeah. Um, but you don't have venture backing, so you don't need to push like that, you know? Yeah, I love my work. My, my, I literally, I got to come to Los Angeles. I get to talk with you about business. I get to teach people how to do their own businesses. I promote software deals. Like this is a dream and it's available to everyone. Yep. And I think there's some mentality like, oh, you got to get more money. You got to work more. It's like, no, you don't have to. What's your definition of rich now? Mm. <laughs> uh, do you want to know when I felt rich? Yeah. $3 million cash in the bank. That felt rich. That felt like everything go to shit. I'm still pretty good. I can live in India for cheap for the, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or I can live in, you know, any other country and even in America and, and be okay. But I felt very unstable uh, and not rich until that point. And I think there's this thing that's not talked about because most people, I'd say 99% of people are trying to create the money. And the reality though is that even if you don't have a lot, and I think everyone should be a millionaire and it's available, how to enjoy money. I think that's being rich. Is like, how do you actually become a time millionaire? Mm. Or if you're making money, how do you actually enjoy it? And I, I don't think that's talked about because most people are still in the, the creation stage. But I want to come back to that in, in sure. a little bit. Um, and so going back to, okay, you're, you're running this $80 million a year business, right? You're like, you are the CEO, you're operating, you're in the trenches, right? And you're also, you have this YouTube channel where you have a million subs. How are you doing that right now? <laughs> and... Writing and a, you have a book coming, and you're on this tour. And writing a, a published book with the major major pu uh, publishing house. How do we do it? Mm -hmm. How are you balancing all? Because that's that's like three full time jobs right now. It is. I mean, most people like James Clear, uh, Tim Ferriss, they just focused on the book. And I remember when I talked to Tim about the book, he's like, "It's hard, and it is really hard writing a book." Uh, and also, you have YouTubers that are just focused on YouTube, and then you have software creators that are just focused on that. I just there's no rules how we have to live life. Just to take a step back, like I love that I get to make YouTube content, I get to write a book, yeah. I get to run a software company. And I remember yeah. I talked with Charlie Hohen and Charlie said, why don't you just do it the Noah Kagan way or the Eric Sue way or your way? Whatever way you think is best, can you can live it that way. But taking a step back, how do I, how do, I do it? Number one is scorecards. Everyone has a scorecard. And so a scorecard is basically how do you have clarity and expectation on the outcomes of success for the people you work with? That's like the number one way I run the business. So let's take AppSumo.com, for instance. So our goal this year, 80 million is gross revenue. Mm -hmm. Net revenue is 45 million. That was our target. Yeah. If you ask any single person in the company, they know our single goal. And that's what I learned from Zuckerberg, which is have one very singular goal to focus on. So 45 million net revenue. And now every single one of the team leads, every single person in the executive leadership team has their own three things scorecard. And we've agreed on what the scorecard is. They choose it. They know what our goals are. They know the priority. And they choose it. Like, oh, here's the three. I'm like, okay, you do your scorecard. And ideally, they do it if they need help. My, I'm there to be their advisor. I'm there, there to be supporting them. So these are like your OKRs. Your top OKR is like, you know, the, the 45 million in profit, right? And then everyone else has to everyone move ha up to that. Everyone has their own three things in their scorecard that aligns to it. So there's very clear expectations. So that, that's part one. Part two, I would say, is having kind of CEOs of the business. So at AppSumo.com, there's Alona, who's the COO, and she runs the business day to day. So my job is to run the month to month. Mm. She runs day to day. So that's me stepping back and be like, you're running day to day. Does, is there a hire or a fire? Is there an organizational shift? Is there a prioritization? And so she's making that decision. Same thing with the book. 
and and this is available for everyone. I didn't I'm I didn't go write a book because I'm a great writer. I'm a great tweeter mm. or a great blogger. Yeah. And so I went out and found who can I have as the CEO of the book. Like if you think about Amazon.com and their success, this is something that that's fascinating. They have the most CEOs than any other business. Yeah, for each division. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of just having one CEO, have a CEO for different parts. So for the book, I went out and found literally the best business writer in the past decade, Tal Raz. He wrote two of the best selling business books of all time. And it was, I cold emailed him just like anyone else can and convinced him, say, hey, I'm going to do this book. I'm going to promote it. It'll be the best in its class. There's nothing else like it. Will you help me lead this book? It's the same there. And then same with the YouTube channel. I have a GM uh, who is Jeremy and who's now Dylan that basically run, they, they run the channel and I'm there to support them and be a part of it. Are you kind of... Uh it's not even like you're a chairman or anything. It's more like you're jumping around and supporting where you need to. And that's probably where your best place is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I, I like, I love making YouTube videos. Yeah. Like the fact that I get to go and like talk to interesting people. Sometimes the, the challenge videos where I'm like asking to get on a jet, those, those are stressful. Uh, but yeah, I always feel proud. We can yeah. talk about that. I feel proud yeah. afterwards. Uh, my job though, it's like with AppSumo, it's like, how do I in a positive way help people grow? And I, I was, I was doing it wrong for so many years where I was kind of, uh, chiding on them and like oh you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong versus like that's not exciting to work yeah versus like hey what do you what's your dream how do you want to accomplish things where do you want to go yeah okay let's help you get there and so within the different teams so kevin in finance sean in head of revenue like where do you want to go how much do you want to make you want to be a millionaire all right let's get you to a million yeah and then supporting them in, in the things that they want to accomplish live nation presents concert week now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.